Hey everyone, welcome to Recovering You. This is a podcast that will take you through a step-by-step guide of what you can expect when you enter into a world of recovery from addictive and compulsive behaviors. You are here to learn how to change, and we are here to give you the tools to get there. Top of the morning to you, and happy St. Patty's Day, Chase. How are you doing? Oh, doing good, man. Just got back from a run. <laughs> Dude, I, I think I slipped into some weird, like, Bulgarian accent at the end of that. Or so I don't know what that was. You know, it's 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 in Europe as well. But <laughs> are you are you uh, Irish? I am actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the whole twenty three and Me uh, uh-huh. heritage thing, and I'm like uh, English Irish is is my majority heritage. Nice. I did the ancestry one and I was like 15% Irish, but I don't feel it. <laughs> I do like potatoes, but. Well, there, there you go. Well, you could be either from Ireland or Idaho on that front. So. Well, I'm from Idaho. So there we go. There, there we, go. You're... <laughs> we both got that going for us. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome back to another episode of Recovering You, everyone. Uh, today is St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2022, and we are thrilled to be here again and i'm thrilled to have chase back with me so chris is uh he's just a busy family man right now um just got a lot going on and uh with it being spring break and everything there's just there's not a lot of time for him to sit down and and uh and take an hour hour and a half to to go through these things so we I mean, will graciously like a few letters different so i mean you like... what I said my name's only like a few letters different. So. That's true. You were the closest thing we could find. We we got we got a, a baritone instead of a bass. Um, a little less facial hair, um, <laughs> but but other than that, man, it's it's close. It is a close, close mirror image of All right. Chris. So we're doing our best to represent him the best way we know how which is with a solid and amazing guy that's chock full of good stories and good advice and that that's what we are uh we're going to talk about today speaking of today dude i i've had a day man um so this yeah, is this is actually it. the this is actually the middle of the day and um my my work surgery so i, I work in surgery my my case got canceled but that was only because on my way to work all of a sudden my car starts shaking really bad. And this guy pulls up next to me and he's oh, like wow. waving his hand all crazy. He's like, your tire blew up. And so, <laughs> and so I'm like, thank you. And so I put on my hazards and I, and I cruise across and I wish I would have gone maybe, you know, 200 meters further to not be right on the side of the freeway. There was an exit oh. right up ahead, but I just, in my uh, state of adrenaline, I didn't think about that. I just thought, get over so you don't die. So I pulled over to the side of the road and yeah, my back right tire was the whole sidewall was completely blown out. It was, it wasn't just like a leak. I mean, it blew up and that's never happened to me before. So I call work and everything to deal with it. And they get someone else assigned to my case and put me on something later in the day, but they're like, okay, we'll just get, you know, use your insurance or whatever, get someone there to help you fix the tire. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a man. (laughs) I'm, I'm a man with man blood. And uh, because of that, I've seen plenty of plenty of men change tires. So I can do this. So I, I take things out of my trunk and I find the jack, but the jack has no, uh, no like rod to, to turn it. It's just, oh, no. It's, so I'm like, 
<laughs> I'm putting like this like little tiny screw thing in there to try and rotate and lift my car basically with finger strength. And wow. that's not really working. And then I realized I don't have a tire iron. And all this is happening while I'm while my head is under my car, three feet from the sideline of the freeway with cars going 80 miles an hour. Oh I got to tell you, you want an adrenaline rush? Go lay your head down next to the white line Woo! on a freeway. Dude, I was. That's crazy. I, I was I was feeling the adrenaline rush. It was intense. But speaking of adrenaline rush, and the reason I tell this story is because that adrenaline rush, it does things to our body. It, it induces certain chemicals into our bodies that tell us like, okay, th- this could be life or death or, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fight or I'm ready to run. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to freeze, you know, yeah. that, that fight or flight or freeze response. Uh, all that happens with this rush of adrenaline. You can also get adrenaline from like motivational things and spiritual things or awesome, awesome movie scenes like in Avengers Endgame. There's plenty of places to get it or you can lay down on a freeway. You know, whatever you decide, I don't recommend the last one. though. Let's yeah, let's not encourage that one because <laughs> people might interpret that to mean something else. <laughs> there are better ways, guys. <laughs> So anyway, so uh, my, my, my car is all fixed. I'm safe. I'm all good. And, uh, and I'm here ready to in- enjoy talking through this concept of warrior chemistry. So Chase, what, what is warrior chemistry? Yeah, I mean, there's warrior chemistry is basically just when you're able to connect with God or you're able to connect with like your body in a healthy way. And there's two different types of warrior chemistry. One is pole warrior chemistry, and that's like kind of soft warrior chemistry is another word for it. Yep. And like you can do that through like scripture study, prayer, talking to individuals. It's warrior chemistry that maybe comes slower. Um, And work. the purpose of warrior chemistry is to shift yourself from a state where you have some deviant sex chemicals or or just different different chemicals in your body that are leading you like to compulsions uh, yeah compulsions yeah it's to shift you from that to living according to your value system and I, oh yeah sorry go ahead oh no it's just a connecting with god or connecting with others that's like the the soft or the pull side and then there's the push side you want to talk about that yeah well i i love that you use the word it, that it's a shift um, cause it, it really is when, when you have that compulsion or that those deviant sex chemicals starting to spill into your brain that you said, think of like the, uh, the, the old bank scales, I, imagine all those chemicals, like, like filling up a beaker on one side of those. And it just becomes so one-sided and that software chemistry is like putting a beaker on the other side and slowly pouring in liquid until this, the balance starts to shift and the scales turn to the yeah. other side. Whereas yeah hard warrior chemistry that you brought up or the uh the push warrior chemistry is like just dropping a brick on the scale and just <laughs> flipping yeah. the flipping the the deviant chemicals off the scale to where you're you're super one-sided um and it, and it brings you to that other side of regaining control and that is more of a an adrenaline rush uh, a spike of fight chemicals that um we'll, we'll talk about some examples that will bring that on and that, that'll get you to that place of warrior chemistry. But for those of you that like to take notes on this and stuff, this is this is going to be 
one that you have to figure a lot of this stuff out for yourself. So we'll give you some examples and we'll help you through this over the next 20 minutes. But while we're talking through all of this, have in the back of your mind, what could I personally do that really gets my adrenaline going? Is it, uh, you know, if I, if I drop and do 40 pushups and that gets my heart rate up, does that induce my warrior chemistry? Or do I need to, like Chase said, do I need to go on a walk and call someone and have a connecting conversation? Is that going to do it for me? So whatever it is that works for you, um, this is definitely not one that you can put in a book and say, here's the proven method to induce warrior chemistry. Yeah. And I would add, like, it's not just adrenaline. I think the push side of warrior chemistry, which is what we're talking about today, is, is there's a lot of adrenaline, but there's also like protective warrior chemistry that I guess it can induce adrenaline or like a shock to the system, but there's some tools in here that it's not as clear and how it does that. But the poll, like you're saying that we're not really going to dive into that deep today, but that is more, you know, not so much adrenaline, but like connection. Um, yes. L yeah. Let's uh, let's get in first to why we use warrior chemistry. Um, so you talked a little bit about those, those deviant chemicals that start to drip um and, and start to what what we use in our program called uh flash so you get this this flash or this trigger that makes you want to either act out or start maybe looking something up or or it makes you start having that stupid conversation in your head of like you know it it's okay if i if i get on youtube or it's okay if i follow this pattern that used to get me in a lot of trouble i have more control now and you you know you start to just kind of convince yourself to let go of your values just a little bit and you know these triggers can come from a billboard it can come from seeing a beautiful woman there are so many different triggers and the adversary satan is really doing everything he can to find those triggers and push your buttons in order to make you start to compromise your values so let's talk a little bit about um, so, so yeah, that's why we use warrior chemistry. We use it in order to, as you said before, shift that balance and give us back control of our bodies. And I think, I think that's what a lot of people don't realize what's happening when they, they do start to feel those, those deviant chemicals start to drip into their system because most people don't recognize that. So for me, Back when, uh, back when I wasn't in recovery or, or anything, I would actually physically start to shake and tremor as mm -hmm. those chemicals would start to enter into my body. And, and I knew that meant that there was a relapse coming. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Like it, it, it was, uh, I wouldn't say it was like excited in a happy way. It was like the type of excitement and nervousness that comes from, mm. I'm about to do something really stupid, like jump off of a bridge and kind of psyching myself up for it well you, so. you got a little hit of what it's like when you do indulge in that yeah right and that makes your your body want more um there's a great book called dopamine nation where she talks about that like you have something good happen to you or or you have a triggering response you get a hit of dopamine and then you want more especially if you've addicted been addicted in the past to in indulging in things that bring lots of dopamine right whether it's you know, drugs or, um, you know, sex or uh, other addictions, things like that, like alcohol, gambling, all those other things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you get a little hit, then that can make you want more. And like your, your body may be craving that, but 
also like you're like oh crap i'm about to do something stupid you know yeah it's it, yeah it's interesting because uh Brene brown also talks about this that she she talks about how um the brain doesn't really distinguish the difference between extreme joy and extreme trauma all it all it does is release the chemical um really? and and the same kind of that same dopamine rush comes from someone who just lost their job or lost a family member and they're in grief versus wow. someone who just had a brand new child and is in a state of extreme joy or they got a huge promotion all they know is they got a hit of this dopamine and all of a sudden like you said they want more and so she talks about how she's talked to people that they've gone into a complete relapse after the best thing of their life ever happened like having a child that they they were unfaithful to their wife or they went back into the bottle all because something really really good happened to them and it reminded them of that rush they used to get. And so we need, that's why, that's why it's all about kind of forming the self-awareness in our bodies of, hold on, I'm feeling this rush of chemicals. What do I do to now start to tip the scales? Yeah. So let, let's go into that. What, what do we start to do when we feel those, those chemicals start to drip into our system? Yeah, there, there's a few different things that you can do. And one thing I'll talk about is flagpoles. Um, and you know what what flagpoles are like some activity that's physical that where you move away from where you're at and where you're being tempted to somewhere you know where you're disconnected from acting out on your temptations you're not around your phone you're not around your you know computer you're not around other people who may be tempting you or alcohol or drugs or tobacco or whatever your your vices um for me one thing that i do and it, it's usually when I'm at a like a lower level of that I have a lower level of chemicals like deviant chemicals in my body um, is I'll just like go and walk outside in the cold. It's way better if it's cold. Sometimes it's good <laughs> if it's good if it's the, if it's like warm. It's, it's like cold, doing but, a polar plunge. The shock to yeah, your system. Yeah, it shocks yeah. my body. Like especially if I'm in like shorts and a t-shirt. That's that's great. Um, yeah, pneumonia and, sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but but it shocks your body, right? And, right, and right. That kind of adrenaline to go to, and that counteracts those 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 deviant chemicals. Or you know, you could do obviously a lot of people do cold showers or yep. other types of cold water or just cold therapy. Um, it's become a, a a large thing, and I've learned about it a good amount and learned that like it actually increases your like dopamine your neuroepinephrine and dopamine rise when you do that type of thing and it also increases your baseline like it doesn't it kind of lasts for longer than like some indulging in something addictive it'll last longer it may not be as high but at the same time healthily increases your dopamine levels yeah Um, same with like exercise yeah awesome yeah so and we actually for those of you that um maybe our regular listeners, you're probably sitting there nodding your heads like, yep, we listened to the flagpole episode. Um, we talked all about like, get, you know, going to the flagpole to get in a fight. Um, and, and just kind of that mentality of the reason that you go to those flagpoles, like Chase just said, is to disconnect from the situation you're in to reconnect with yourself. So I, I, I love that you brought that up going to your flagpole. And, you know, just really, I mean, you're reinforcing this whole podcast, man. It, it's awesome. <laughs> so perfect. Going to the flagpole. Um, another thing that a lot of people do is they'll write an emergency letter 
some guys find it effective to have an emergency letter prepared that they can read in a moment of crisis or when they feel their brain chemicals being manipulated. I know a lot of guys that will they'll type out something like a, an affirmation statement or an emergency statement on just a little, almost like a business card size thing. And then they'll laminate it and they'll just put it in their wallet. And so when they feel themselves starting to slip or starting to feel those chemicals, they'll, they'll pull it out. And, you know, this letter can be, it's something that directly addresses what they're going through. And that's the tool they use it for that says, Hey, this is what you're feeling. Remember the look on your wife's face when you told her you messed up. Yeah. Do you really want to go through that again? Remember being told to leave the house and not allowed to see your children. Do you really want to go through that again? If not, do not mess up. Do not go back to that addiction. And something like that can be a really powerful reminder of, oh yeah, I'm fighting for something. I have a, I have a reason to not just haphazardly throw away all this hard work that I've done. As much as it sounds nice and my brain is craving it my spirit and my body speak otherwise yeah and and i would add like for those who are single like it's a little bit different right kind of like envisioning your if you if you want to get married envisioning your future wife um you know envisioning your future children and and them you know needing someone who's stable um or also like you know, if, if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, envisioning the time or remembering the times when maybe you weren't able to help someone, you know, with, with, with the priesthood or go able to serve someone because you had, you know, not been close to God um, and other things like that. But it makes me think, like, I want to do that. I haven't done that. I've done that for, like, I have two emergency letters on my desktop. One is uh, titled if I'm considering quitting and the other is open if peer pressure and those are both connected to like business the peer pressure is is connected to like life of meaning and I did those both for my MBA but I, I haven't done one for recovery and so I just put some notes down like <laughs> do an emergency letter I, yeah. I really I'm, ex I'm looking forward to doing that so awesome the, the the third thing we can talk about a lot of people are told hey write a letter to God or your spouse or your future self um, tell us a little bit about how you would go about doing that. Yeah, no, I've done that before in my journal, usually in the evening. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll write, a, write a letter to God or my future spouse. Um, like just talking about how I feel, who I want to be, you know, what I want to be for them, for God and for my future spouse. Um, I would say this one is a little less powerful. Like it's a little, uh -huh. the, the stream, the pour isn't as much right. like to use your analogy. But it's still, it still, you know, brings some warrior chemistry. Yeah, I, I, re I remember. So my wife actually showed me, this was years ago, but she showed me a letter she wrote when she was like a beehive or a Maya maid. And they were told, uh -huh. you know, write a letter to your future spouse and, and the kind of person that you hope that he is and everything. And hers was so sweet. And it uh -huh. was like, it was actually, it was really powerful. You know, it was huh. very much focused on like, I, I want you to be someone that takes care of me and is always worthy of the priesthood and, and is considered my needs and, and works hard to provide for the, and, and I remember being a kid and being asked to do kind of the same thing of like, Hey, what yeah. do you want your future spouse to be like? And even obviously the dumb kid that I was, I was like, I hope you're hot. And, uh, <laughs> oh boy. I hope you're really good at cooking 
and I hope you'll play sports with me and that we can laugh a lot. And even though some of those things do have some deeper value, yeah. there was just, it just goes to show the development, the <laughs> developmental differences of yeah. female versus male brains. <laughs> I, I was all about like cute girls and sports. That's all I really cared about back then. Yep. yep. So anyway, but I, I agree with you there and, and that's okay. Uh, you mentioned earlier that this one isn't as powerful for you. And, and that's another thing we're, we're going to get into is, and why I talked about how this, this needs to be things that you need to think about what would work best for you and tailor it to your own specific needs. Some of these things you might find really silly. And some of these things you might be like, oh yeah, light bulb. Yeah, definitely. This is something I want to do. So we're just giving you our own personal experiences and hopefully you can draw something out of that to empower yourself. Um, okay, so this last one, this last one, I love it and I hate it. And I'll tell you why. So this is all about power poses, okay? Uh, power poses and power statements, but I, I'm gonna put my emphasis on power poses. If you have a power statement or something you wanna go into, I'll let yeah, you do that next. That later. So power poses, the first thing that comes to my mind, there, there's two pictures that come to my mind. Number one, Tiger Woods. And if I say his name, I'm sure you know exactly the pose I'm talking about. Everybody knows what pose I'm talking about. The, the one fish just uppercut right into the air. The, yeah, and you know, the crowd going nuts. That, or that, or that meme with a baby where the oh, baby yeah. has like, the fist. <laughs> yeah. The grumpy face and the fist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but every time that Tiger Woods would make like an amazing shot or something, that fist would pump up in the air and people would go nuts. And so it's really easy to kind of visualize and apply like, okay, this, this is a power pose. Uh, it doesn't need to be, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to put my arms up to the sky. I'm going to put my head back. I'm going to, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't have to be that, that like kind of eccentric thing. Um, for, for me, you know, since I'm in the operating room and stuff, I can't sit there and like do a power, power punch into the air. And I, and I can't, I can't put my hands up in the air and make a big gesture. I'm, I'm tucked in my corner and I'm, I'm quiet. So, yeah. but what I, what I can do is I can clench my fist and that, that's a way of kind of shocking my system. And that to yeah. me will induce a little bit of a power pose response hmm. now. And the reason I said, I also kind of hate this is because there, there have been some people that, and I don't like being told what to do. And maybe that's why it didn't work for me, <laughs> but some people that try and tell you like, okay, do this with me put your arms out to the sky with me. Now say these words. And that to me, like immediately loses me. Cause I'm like, no, I'm feeling a little bit cultish. I'm feeling a little <laughs> bit out of control right now. And I'm not going to do that. So yeah. <laughs> really just tailor it to yourself. And I mean, it can, honestly, here's another really good one. I know I just, I'm derailing myself right now and I'm all over the place, but stay with me folks. Um, Take a sharp inhaled breath, just, oh yeah. And just hold it for like three to five seconds. That is a power pose guys. Like it, it puffs up your chest. It makes you feel a little bit more powerful and intimidating. And that's what you need to kind of, uh, as if you were approaching someone for a fight, you're not going to have your shoulders slumped. You're not going to be meek. You're, you're oh. going to be, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got something I want to share when you're done. I'm okay. excited. Uh, the, the other pose that always comes to my mind, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Little Giants. Um, yeah. Did, did you yeah, ever yeah. see that? Okay. The skinny kid that uh, stands in the mirror and puts the black stuff under mm -hmm. his eyes and he goes, you want intimidation? I'll show you intimidation. He goes, hey. 
<laughs> he flexes with all his might you know the, the typical little little kid like oh, fist down toward the abdomen and just flex oh dude that's that's an amazing power pose if you uh if you ever need one fantastic power pose example right there i love it i love it i just i just thought of one um if you guys have ever heard of jordan peterson or read any of his books yeah, got a lot of good insights and information in his first chapter of his 12 rules for life is stand up straight with your shoulders back. Um, and yeah, it just made me think of that, but, or that's his first rule. Um, but surprisingly, I just remembered that I'm going to see him tonight in person. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, nice, dude. That's um, awesome. You're, yeah, you're going to have yeah. to uh, maybe give us a little update next week. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm excited. He, he came out with another book about like his standups or his 12 rules for life is about taking your life from chaos to order. And okay. now his new book is like 12 more rules, but it's beyond order. And, and it's a lot of really solid principles to make your life more orderly and, and less chaos. You know? I thought I thought maybe you were going to say 12 steps to get back to chaos. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's beyond his, his next book was beyond order so like right it's like it's like it you know if, if if part of your value system is like you're you feel like you're accountable to god so it's like you're getting clean like by repenting and changing and asking for forgiveness from god and others and then but you're not like holy you're not really like god you've got to do more um you know you've got to act like him more to become holy it's like getting your life in order versus taking your life beyond order to like doing great good in the world. Yeah. But uh, as far as power statements go, like that's something that I've done in the past. Um, I think we actually talked about it on last episode, but yeah, just like stating things like I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me, or like I'm a strong, you know, godly man who has a lot of influence for good or can have a lot of influence for good. I, I, like a year ago, I wrote out all these power posts and I did them for a while or no power statements. I did them for a while and they really helped. Um, and I'll have to dig those up maybe for another episode, but, but yeah, power statements that, you know, help you feel like you are strong and are strong with God as well. If that's, you know, part of your value system. Yeah. And, and I love that. Um, so in the, um, in the like dragons, did they fight book? It, it talks about, not just making a power statement like saying i'm a child of god that that's great but to actually um, get more specific with it and say um you know i'm a child of god and because i'm a child of god i i am entitled to calling upon angels to rally around me and be able to have the strength to fight back to, to really kind of make it more personal, not, not generalize it so much, but a lot more personal. Or when people say, um, I am fighting for my family. Okay. Well get, get, you know, get more specific with it. I'm fighting for my family because they deserve a worthy husband and father who can show up for them in the priesthood and emotionally when they need me in a time of crisis, that is yeah. a much more personalized statement to myself. So yeah, Taking, I actually just looked up. Yeah. Can I share a few? I just looked up my old ones. Yeah, I, dude. Yes, please. Yeah. So like um, my, some of my older ones is like, I'm a leader in God's army. I've got this. You know, I will let God prevail in my life. Um, and then other ones that I that I use, like when I was more in like state of depression. 
my life has been more fulfilling when I've given my time to God, like reconvincing myself, like I'm going to give my time to God and, and the things that he knows are important um, rather than myself. Uh, like, um, and then like, because I'm looking to get married, like, but I, the mindset that I want is like to foster friendships rather than like force my future family. So one power statement was like, I can foster friendships, but I can't force my future family. And I because like, like a lot of times, like seeking out that and not having that, that would, you know, potentially lead to temptation and maybe, you know, a relapse. Um, so just, you know, think those are some, a few of mine. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that statement. I can foster friendships, but I can't force my future family. That's, that's a really well stated power statement. And that, that paints a beautiful picture too. Um, dude, thank you for sharing that. Definitely. The, the last thing, the last thing I want to do on this episode, I want to, I want to try and maybe induce a little bit of warrior chemistry in our listeners. So you talked about at, at the very beginning about that protective instinct, that, that push warrior chemistry has a lot of protection instinct in it. So the example, so I'm just going to use my favorite example that, and if this has an effect on you, just take note of that and what it feels like. Take note of, uh, you know, is your heart rate accelerating? Are, are you getting a little bit clammy? Um, you know, just if this induces that type of thing. And if it doesn't, try and think of an example that you can think about in a time of crisis that would induce that kind of adrenaline rush, that, that chemical rush to counterbalance the, the deviant chemicals. Okay. So I'm going to paint a little picture here. Um, I, I've always had this kind of nightmare scenario in my mind that um, ever since I've had kids that I'm sitting on a park bench, my kids are playing, everything's happy. And um, you know, they're, everyone's running around and my, my kid maybe wanders just a little bit too far on the other side of the park and out of nowhere pulls up a van or a pickup truck and someone jumps out and they grab my child and they, they jump in the van and I just start sprinting pell-mell across the park, devil may care, and just with all intensive purposes to do anything to protect my child. E even if it meant, you know, physically assaulting whoever took my kid in order to save their life, I would do that. I'm sure a lot of parents have gone through this same kind of scenario of like, what would I do if you know, someone tried to take my kid or I saw, I saw my kid in a crowd and someone took their hand and started walking away with them. What am I yeah. going to do? Am I going to say, um, excuse me, sorry, that's, that's my child. Can you please give them back? No, you're not going to be nice or gentle about it at all. You're, you're going to shove that person. You're going to say, get your hands off my kid. That's, that's my child. You have zero right to touch them or to try and take them from me. And you're going to call the police and you're going to make sure justice is served in one way or another. Right? Yeah. So if you're kind of feeling the way and I'm getting worked up right now because I'm like, Oh my yeah, gosh, I would, just, sure. I would lay into this person. If, if you're feeling kind of the same way, that is warrior chemistry guys. That, that is the kind of thing that makes you be like, I would, I would lay my life down to save my child and I would yeah. not hesitate to do it. And I would say like, this can be tiring to visualize that. Right. So for me, I, for me, at least it's, it can be tiring to visualize that over and over. And I do visualize that like with my niece or nephew, so like, I only use that when I'm like in a really tough place. Yeah. Like there's a lot of deviant, you know, chemicals in my body or that like, yeah, I'm having that like conversation 
that uh, uh, I guess it's like illogical conversation with myself, like fighting back and forth, or I'm just like feeling really tempted. That's when I would use this. The other stuff is like maybe when I'm just feeling off or I'm having a mood battle, because this one for me, it's it's very powerful. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and, and I would add like we've talked about push and pull, and I just want to clarify some uh, another way to word it, and I think we mentioned this, but push is hard worry chemistry, and that's yeah. the, I think it's a a little bit better way to say it. And then pull is soft worry chemistry, hard and soft. So we, today we talked about hard, um, and I, and in the future we'll we'll talk about the yep. the soft side of next week. Chemistry. Yeah, next week we'll talk about that soft worry chemistry. So I I hope this is helpful to you guys. Um, if you have any questions or you want to reach out or you want to share one of the ways that you uh, activate your warrior chemistry, um, please feel free to reach out to us at recoveryu2, that's recoveryu, the number two, at gmail.com. Um, and, and please just take a few seconds um, while this is ending, uh, like or subscribe or, or hit those five stars, give, it, give us a rating, because what that does is it really starts to spread our podcast out to the world. And the whole purpose of this podcast, it's not to make money, it's not to get famous, it is to help as many people as possible know that they are not alone and that there is hope for change, that they, they don't have to give up the fight just because they've lost so many battles and they can't seem to figure it out. Because for so many years, I know guys like you and guys like me, we couldn't figure it out. We didn't know how to do it until we came across a program that worked for us, until we came across a therapist that was able to help us, until something finally clicked and the light switch turned on that said, wait a second this is really possible change. I'm doing this and, I, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not just white knuckling it and, and holding off from messing up. I'm actually a different person. And I love that about myself. And so, you know, share this with someone, uh, subscribe to it, whatever, whatever you got to do. Um, we, we would love your support in that aspect. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another week. We look forward to talking to you next week and continuing this conversation on warrior chemistry. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this as, as a, as a closing thing. One thing I do to my kids every single day, when I, when I have the opportunity to walk them to school, um, I ask them uh, two questions, same questions every single day. I say, who's a good person? And they're, they're starting to kind of get funny with it, but the, mm -hmm. the answer they've always given me is uh, I am. And not, not me, they're saying it about themselves. Yeah. I say, who's a good person? They go, me. And I say, and how are you going to change the world? And they say, with my smile. And I love that because it's huh. something so simple that helps them recognize that they don't need to do these big things of grandeur, but a simple act of a smile or kindness really can be the thing that starts to change the world. Because if enough of us do it, it, it will have a major impact. So in closing, I ask you guys, who is a good person? And I hope right yeah. now you will, you will say it out loud. I am go out and be kind, uh, be gracious, be generous. And uh, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.